The chase is on, and welcome to another incredible football Sunday as we are locked and loaded for Week 12 in the National Football League. The name is James, and I'm your host. I'm here to break down and give you picks against the spread for every game on the schedule this week. If you're new to the Chasing Ball Game podcast, it's easy. It's just a bunch of information. It's all killer, no filler, one-of-a-kind podcast. All I want to do is give you picks, information, stats, trends. That's it. That's what I'm here for. If you want to talk about maybe rating players, who is the best quarterback to ever play the game, or politics, or anything out of the norm, you've come to the wrong place because this information is all top-notch and it's all football and nothing but football. And look, this information is supplied by the people who follow the show, the people who follow me on Twitter, the people who talk to me on Twitter. I affectionately call them chasers. Chasers really are a legion of football fanatics and followers of not only this show but the NFL. And all we do is talk football. I mean, that's what we do. We're passionate about football. So we talk about it all the time. We really try to get everything lined up to where we can find a clear side and pick a winner. Sometimes it's just fans talking about their teams, and other times it's people just trying to find a winner. Either way, I put all that information in a nice, neat little package, and I'm here to give it to you. If you want to join the revolution, become a chaser today. I gather info all week and share it. You can find me at Chasing Ball Game. So just look me up. Follow me at Chasing Ball Game. Talk football with me in Everything that you share could be featured right here on the show each and every week. But now that you know what the show is all about, let's get down to business and talk football. Busy schedule week 12. I know we had three games in Thanksgiving. By the way, three great games, right? How rare was that? And even the Colts and the Steelers, I get it. No Andrew Luck, so that was a bit of a bummer. But they showed up. They actually played. It actually made me think twice about the Steelers. But that's neither here nor there because if you look back or listen back to my picks last week, you would see that they were on point. In fact, one of my strongest picks was Seattle over the Patriots and actually won the game outright. But I know you're only as good as your last pick. So I'm going to get started. I rate the games from a toss-up, which is basically games that I would pass on, to the big hitters and then, of course, the best bets. And I will guide you along the way so you know exactly what is going on. Here we go. Let's start with the toss-ups. Look, toss-ups... These are games that go either way. Really not strong picks. Most likely a pass, but I'm going to talk about every game. That's why I'm here. So let's start with the Titans and the Bears. Why not? Let me start by saying, if you're betting on this game, again, you're an OGDG. That's what I call a degenerate gambler from way back. I appreciate you betting on this kind of game. I can't. I really can't. Either you have inside information or you got big problems. Either way, hallelujah. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you aboard. The Bears have no one, and I mean no one. Barkley's their starting quarterback. No Alshon Jeffrey. Between injuries and players suspended from shooting up roids or other PD problems, the Bears are just in a bad place. Meanwhile, the Titans, they're improved for sure. They can run the ball. Mariota's look better, but can they cover the six? I mean, think about this. This line opened up at three and a half, shot up to six with all the bad news, and only 15% of the bets are on the Bears. That's a lot of people buying in on the Titans. Did we forget who the Titans are? I mean, think about it. I know they're improved, but they're off a loss. They didn't even win last week. And this is the Titans team that is 8-20-2 and and two against the spread in the last 30 games, following a straight-up loss, not to mention 12-36-3 against the spread in their last 51 games overall. A lot of the Bears fans are like at Bears fans online, ironically. 
They posted this week on Twitter. Actually, it was about five days ago or so. He said, look, injuries have utterly ruined this team, but the coaching has been unacceptable. Everybody with the Bears are giving up on this team. Everybody outside of the Bears is giving up on this team. Why not take the Titans? Well, strange things happen in the NFL when everyone counts you out. They can still run. I mean, Jordan Hayward's 23 runs of 10 or more yards ranks fourth of all running backs and his 17.6% rate of 10-plus yard runs. That's second. Don't count this team out yet. I'm not going to. I think Barkley's got something to play for. They're at home. If anything, they got pride. If not, maybe I'm losing, but it's a low-ranked play. Bears show up at home, take the points. Bengals versus Ravens. You want to talk about a disappointing team? Let's talk about the Bengals. The wheels have fallen off in Cincinnati, and they have talent. At least the Bears can say they have everybody's injured and nobody's showing up and everybody's suspended. The Bengals had everybody up until last week when they lost A.J. Green. Now Clark Harris downgraded doubtful. Safety Deron Smith is now out. Not good. Sean Williams is already hurting. Bengals are in trouble. The Ravens, Ravens have dropped five straight to the Bengals. So to me, this is the kind of game they circle. Steve Smith seems like he's playing some inspired football. That kind of is... It's fun to watch, to be honest with you. They're going to be focused on this game. The Ravens' defense only allowed 14.4 points per game. They're going to make Dalton one-dimensional, and that's a big problem because when he's one-dimensional, he makes mistakes again. Keep in mind, toss a play, take the Ravens, drop the points. 49ers at the Dolphins. The 49ers are something else. I mean, this team is a disaster. I mean, look them up. If you're a fan of this team, I'm sorry. And you're going to come and hit me up on Twitter, at Chasing Ball Game, and tell me some great stuff about this team, but it's not there yet. It's just not there. It's okay. Every team almost goes through this, and I get it. But reports are surfacing that there are veteran players, quote-unquote veteran players that are on this team that are really playing this week for pride since they don't want to lose 10 straight. Chip Kelly is also saying, hey, you know, we play really well. We're going to stay in Miami, and we play the Bears next, so why go back home to the West Coast? Look, at least the 49ers have motivation. At least they have something to play for. Dolphins, they're playing for a playoff spot. I mean, they've played well. That comeback against the Rams was incredible. I'll be honest with you. Boring game. I get it, but incredible for this team because the Dolphins were the kind of team that would have tanked that easily, maybe even at the beginning of the season. Now they're making comebacks. I, I mean, I'm not strong about it, but you've got to take the Dolphins here. San Francisco has allowed over 400 yards of offense in five straight games. They don't play defense. Opposing teams average 4.1 red zone possessions per game against the 49ers. Most in the league. Can't pass that up. Give me the Dolphins. I know it's a big number. I'll swallow it. Chargers versus Texans. This is really my last of the toss-up plays. Texans and the Chargers. Look, this game should show you just how far the Texans have fallen. Think about this. The Texans... Never lost the game at home. 5-0. and They're playing well. Now they're underdogs to the Chargers. The Chargers have won four games this year. And all of a sudden, the Chargers are favorites on the road against Houston. Why? Why? I mean, Houston, are they that bad? Well, first of all, they collapsed late in the fourth quarter. Houston has been outscored 41-9 to in the fourth quarter over the last four contests. I Look, I'm no genius, but this offense isn't working. Lamar Miller's good. DeAndre Hopkins is good. William Fuller is good. This offensive line is good. So what's wrong? It's the quarterback. We all know it. This is a failure. It's a mistake by them, and it's hurting the defense. So that's why they get outscored in the fourth quarter because the defense is winded. And so why this line move from Houston being a favorite to Houston? I mean, they opened a one-point favorite. They're now three-point underdogs. Get the two-and-a-half. Don't even wait. Take the Chargers. A line move like this tells me the Sharps, the smart money, the wise guys, however you want to say it on the road team, I'll back them. Chargers 9-2 against spread the last 11 road games. That's good enough for me. Take the tar- Chargers, drop the small 
number. Let's move to the next level of plays. We're talking about the mid-level selections. These are playable selections, but more like your beer money picks. You're not going to go crazy. You're not going to bust your bankroll on these babies, but you really want to hit them up a little bit, right? Let's start in the Big Easy. New Orleans, Rams at the Saints. This was close to being a toss-up play, mainly because the Rams are a very unpredictable team to me. I mean, think about it. This was a team that started a rookie quarterback last week, could have beaten the Dolphins before they pissed the game away. And why did they piss it away? Because their defense was the problem. It really wasn't their offense, in my opinion. They played the kind of game that the Rams play. Score about 10 points and hope the defense could shut the other team out, and they couldn't. They're going to open the playbook this week. They're talking about golf throwing deep. I don't think that's a good idea, but hey, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, you know what you get on offense. Drew Brees leads the league in passing yards at home, 366 per game. L.A., 266.6 passing yards per game they've allowed to quarterbacks on the road. At home, 194. So they play better at home. No surprise. A lot of teams in the NFL do that. On offense, to me, tail two teams. The Rams average 1.4 offensive touchdowns per game last in the league. Saints, 3.4 touchdowns per game, the most in the league. The Rams have scored on just 26% of their possessions last in the week. Look, everybody talks about how bad the Saints' defense is, but they've gotten better and no one seems to notice. I mean, they played well against the Panthers. Saints have allowed just three-point yards per carry over the last three weeks. That's the fewest in the league, people. Drew Brees, the quarterback, the Saints are 38-24 against the spread after a straight-up loss to include 4-0 against the spread this season. Drop the Saints. Drop the points. Saints win big. I, I think they win this by double-digit. This could be the worst loss of the year for the Rams. A lot of interceptions. Let's move along. Next game, it's a big game, too. Carolina Panthers at the Oakland Raiders. Look, for the first time in their history, the Panthers are on a road trip. An extended road trip. They'll be on the West Coast for a week. They played Seattle next, so they're going to be there now. They have to plan for next week. This will screw up the rhythm. I'll be honest with you. They're not used to this kind of trip. They had to prepare basically for two weeks, something they're not used to. So they, they had a bit of a different preparation going into this. Um, also, they lost their best player on defense. Luke Keekley's out. He's the man. He has concussion issues. He's not going to play. They are going to be a different team without him. They're going to need their offense to show up. But they're a run-first team, and they're not running the ball. Carolina's rushed for just 69.3 yards per game over the past three weeks. Before that, they were averaging 123 rushing yards per game through their first seven games. Truth be told, they weren't even winning those, those games. They weren't. I mean, think about it. They won some games after the bye, but up until then, they weren't winning. So even when they were running the ball, they weren't winning. For you non-believers in Oakland, by the way, I get it. Their defense it was suspect. But I'm telling you right now, Bruce Irvin and Cleo Mack, one of the best duos in the league. You know all about Cleo Mack. Irvin played 91% of the snaps in his last game. He had a career-high 10 tackles. Nine of those were solo. It was incredible. So to me, I think the Raiders, I get it. They're coming off a little road trip to Mexico. Maybe they're a little hungover. That's what the Raiders do. That's what the Raiders are used to. So to me... Let's go. Give me the Raiders. Panthers won 6-1 against the spread last hit. Eight games overall. Raiders winning cover. This is about a 10-point victory. Take the silver and black. Now, my last mid-level play, we're going to look at Sunday Night Football. We're going to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, the Denver Broncos, that Chiefs, Chiefs offense. Wow, wow, wow. It has hit a serious brick wall. Chiefs have scored a touchdown in just three of their last 31 possessions over three weeks. That's why they couldn't beat Tampa Bay. 
That's why they can't beat anybody. That's the second lowest rate in the league. Kansas City scored a touchdown in just two of their 10 red zone positions over that span. Again, lowest rate in the league. So they're settling for field goals. That's not getting the job done. The Denver defense, on the other hand, they're going to be licking their chops, especially Von Miller. He's recorded a sack in four straight games against Kansas City. 14 and a half and his last 12 overall games, which includes the playoffs. He's a beast. This is going to be an interesting game. And plus, Chiefs Wire, you can follow him on Twitter, at the Chiefs Wire, uh, one of my favorite follows. He posts the Chiefs have another huge injury list for Week 12. Linebacker D. Ford, receiver Jeremy Macklin, defensive lineman Jay Howard, they're out. They're not playing. Linebacker Derek Johnson, Don Terry Poe, Marcus Peters, Steven Nelson, Kendall Red, they all go on as on. Those guys are listed as questionable. And now I'm hearing great things about Peters. I think Peters will play, which is good. The team needs him. But I don't think it's going to be enough. I don't. The Broncos have had extra time to prepare for this game. That's a good thing from a betting standpoint. Broncos 9-3-1 and against spread in their last 13 games overall and 14-5-1 and against spread in the last 20 games following a bye week. Take the Broncos on Sunday night football and let's just take a take a step up in class. Let's turn up the heat a little bit. Let's go to the big hitters. Let's forget the nonsense. Get to the big hitters for the week. We're talking about these are the ones I'm stepping out. These are the ones I'm playing with a little bit of juice this week. And let's start with Jacksonville and Buffalo. The Bills have a chance to make the playoffs. They haven't done that since 1999. So it's a big deal. They're not going to be overlooking the Jaguars. The Bills are getting healthy at the right time. Sammy Watkins will play ton of chasers from Buffalo, which, by the way, anybody who's a fan of an NFL team, please try to stand up and beat the Buffalo Bills. These guys are fanatics, and they come every day with information. I get more information from the Buffalo Bill fans than any other team in the league, hands down. Sammy Watkins is playing. Percy Arvin, enough reps. He's going to be dangerous. McCoy, dislocated thumb, no big deal. He would have played last week if they could have put it back into place. He had surgery. He's playing. He's ready to carry the load. The Jags, they're going to be a little winded. Plus, what do they got to play for? They're going to play the third road game in four weeks. We'll have no gas left in the tank. Bortles banged up, and the Bills could knock him out of the game. Not to mention that he's banged up mentally. Small mistakes turn this into a big collapse, especially with him. The Bills can get after the quarterback plus the Bills. Something about the home team. The home team has gone 31-22 and against spread the past 53 Bill games. Buffalo's playoff push, it begins this week. Four of its final six games are at home, and one of its road games is against the Jets, so they know they're ready. They're in prime position. they got to win. Bortles has thrown 10 pick sixes since 2014, most in the NFL. The Bills will get another one this Sunday. Eat the chalk again. Take the Bills minus the touchdown. They win big. Let's move on. Arizona at Atlanta. This, to me, is the game of the week. It's not getting a lot of press, but I love this game. And if you like points, you're going to love this game, too. The Atlanta Falcons are one of the best offensive teams in the NFL. They're averaging 416 yards per game, third most in the NFL. Arizona, by the way, is allowing the fewest yards per game. So a little tit for tat, if you will. The Falcons have scored a touchdown on 32% of their drives, third best in the league. They've also allowed a touchdown on 30% of their opponent's drives. So again, that's third worst in the league. So going back and forth, the offense is good. The problem is... It's not a good matchup, X's and O's Y. It's not. Don't be fooled by that offense. It's good. They can play with anybody. The problem is they can't stop anybody. They have a horrible secondary. Atlanta allows 2.0 red zone touchdowns per game. That's 32nd. Arizona, the fewest, 1.3 per game. They're getting Tyron Matthew back from everything I'm reading. 
The Falcons, they face the most pass attempts per game. That's because the opposing teams realizes that they can eat up the secondary. Once they realize that they can eat up the secondary, they don't even bother running. And that's really good for Arizona because Arizona can run the ball. So if they can run the ball and pass the ball, it's going to be a long day for Atlanta. Opposing passers against the Falcons have completed 68% of their passes. Third highest right in the league. Atlanta allows 1.8 passing points per drive the most in the league. This is ugly. And for the Cardinals, win one for the Gipper. Bruce Coach uh, Coach Bruce Arians, he had chest pains, went to the hospital. He was hospitalized. This is the kind of thing where they want to win one for him. I realize they have to go to the East Coast, but the Falcons have a home field advantage? Nope. 2-8 gets spread last 10 home games. That's not a home field advantage. Larry Fitzgerald, who is the leader of this team, came out, came out and publicly said, Six games left in the regular season at this point, and we have no room for error moving forward. None. The Cardinals get that message loud and clear. They take that to heart from the leader of the team. Win a big game in Atlanta. That's right. Win a big game in Atlanta. I'm still taking the points. But keep in mind, this is only my second biggest upset of the week. My first biggest upset of the week, it's on deck right now. New York Giants and Browns, forget the Spence. This is it. The Browns will beat the Giants. The Browns will win this week. Take the points. Because they're Browns, take the points. But if you want to throw a few beer bucks on the money line, I'll get it. I think it'll pay out. The Giants, vastly, vastly overrated. Play down their competition. Sloppy at times. Methodical at times. Uh, It just seems like the Browns have an opportunity to win this game. The fact that they're getting more in a touchdown... Bonus. The public is slobbering over the Giants. 86% of the bets. Let me double check that right now. 86% of the bets. That right. That's way too much. For a road team in the Giants, that is not impressive to me. They're not a bad team. Giants can make the playoffs. I'm not taking anything away from them. Please hit me up with your hate mail at Chasing Ball Game at Twitter. I got you. But McCown is working on chemistry. He gets to start this week. Again, I think this is more of of this team trying to progress in the right decision. I, I know RG3 has thrown reps. He's not going to play. He's not cleared yet. But the Giants, 20-30 and 30 against spread in the last 50 games is a favorite of at least 6.5 points, and this number is way too big. Eli Manning, he averages 215 passing yards per game on the road. At home, over 300. Different player on the road. This team will not get up for this game. Before you know it, they'll be down. They're going to have to try to come back late. They'll make a valiant comeback but they're not going to get the job done. Take the Browns and the points. All right, before we go to the best bets, and I have two of them this week. Before we go to the best bets for this week, it's time to tell you about the only sports book that I play with. It's mybookie.ag. Look, I'm only going to recommend a service, a sports book, to my listeners that's been good to me. I'm not going to do anything else. That's why I'm urging you to make your way, mybookie.ag. Look, you win and they pay. What else can you ask for? You're wasting your time betting anywhere else. In this day and age, there's too many scams out there. MyBookie.ag, they offer the highest credit card acceptance, so you're going to get paid. You're going to start playing right away. They also have live in-game betting, so you can play anytime. Look, no hassle payouts. That's all what it comes down to, right? To me, it is. You just want to get paid. So listen, join now, MyBookie.ag. They will match your deposit with a 100% bonus, but you have to use the promo code CHASER. The promo code CHASER. That'll activate the offer. That'll get you that 100% bonus. 
Visit mybookie.ag today, or you can call them at 1-844-900-BETS. You play, you win, you get paid. Expert or rookie, please check them out. I appreciate it. They pay the bills and keep this podcast up and running, and it's only going to get better and better every week, so make sure you check it out. But let's get to the best bets. That's why you're here, and I got two this week. I got two. Maybe you like them, maybe you don't. But let's start Seattle-Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers, they're going to be ready to play this game right here. They'll be ready. Think about that for a minute. The Buccaneers. Don't believe me? The Seahawks traveled a lot in the last few weeks to include an East Coast trip against the Patriots. Big win. We all know about that. Seattle's making its third trip into the Eastern time zone. Remember, the Seahawks are a team that lost at L.A. and the Saints. So they can fall down on the road. They can look past games. They've done this before. The Bucks, they've been good on both sides of the ball, especially on the money down. That's third down for you people who don't know. They convert 45% of third down attempts on offense, and they only allow opponents to convert 36%. Now, I get it. The defense is still suspect. This is probably an up-and-down game, probably be a high-scoring game, no doubt about it, but the Buccaneers are riding high from a road win against the Chiefs. That win basically let this team, gave this team the confidence to believe they're still in the playoff hunt. It'll get even more interesting if Atlanta loses the early game. Doug Martin, it's been the difference. He's made this team better. Seahawks safety Earl Thomas, he's ruled out Sunday due to a hamstring injury. His impressive streak, 118 straight NFL games snapped at Seahawks United. You can follow them on Twitter, at Seahawks United. They said Earl Thomas will miss his first game of his career Sunday against the Buccaneers. Incredible run for him. Unfortunately, not a good thing for this team at all. This is only going to help the Bucs. Everyone talks about how good the Seahawks are in the later months of the year. Buccaneers, though, 21-8-1 against spread in the last 30 games in November. I'm telling you, Doug Martin being back has made the difference for this team. I can't say that enough. That allows them to run on offense, which opens up the passing game. Doug Martin is awesome, but nobody's going to cover Mike Evans. Nobody. Sorry, Richard Sherman, you're not going to do it. Tampa Bay's going to win this game, but take the points. And the last best bet of the podcast, Patriots at the Jets. Let's talk about the Jets. Why start Fitzpatrick? I mean, why do it? Season's over. They're not going anywhere. Bryce Petty, if you got something in him, you want to see it, right? You only have a few games left. Why not give the kid a chance? So why start him? Well, two reasons. One, it's their Super Bowl. This is it for the Jets. This is their biggest game of the year. There's a very good chance that if they win this game, then, man, I hope they do, I could bet against the Jets for the rest of the season. That's how big I think this game is. And I think there's a better chance of seeing Bryce Petty, even if they do win this game sooner than later. Now, if they win this game, he'll play next week. But look, Todd Bowles, when you play in New York, it's a big media market. His seat's getting pretty hot. For the Patriots, Gronk's game-time decision, Brady's going to play. Defensive tackle Allen Branch, he appealed his four-game suspension for smoking the hooch. He traveled the team, so I think he's going to suit up. <laughs> shoot up, that would have been funnier. I think he's going to suit up the Jets. The reason I think they can win this game, they can run the ball. That's been a problem for the Patriots' defense. New York has rushed for at least 139 yards, four straight games. The Patriots have allowed, last game against 49ers, Carlos Hyde, 4.5 yards per carry, 110 total yards. Now they lost, I get it, but New England has allowed 4.9 yards per carry over the past three weeks. That's 30th in the league. This is a strong point for me because the Jets, Matt Forte, 458 yards from scrimmage in his last four games overall. Four rushing touchdowns, received one too. He ranks eighth in the NFL with 732 yards this season. 
The Jets have averaged 151.3 rushing yards per game since Week 7, the most in the league. They can run the ball. More importantly, they can run the ball against the Patriots. That will open up the pass. Brandon Marshall, he's been absent a couple weeks. He's going to be back this week. Look for a big game from him. I think this is a big chance for the Jets to show up. And since 2010, the Jets are 10-5 and against spread as an underdog of at least 7 points. They're getting 8 in some places. Please shop around. Definitely check out mybookie.ag for this line. I think you'll find it to be the best there. Remember, this is a Jets team that beat the Patriots last year. There's no reason to think they won't do it again. They have a definite shot to win this game. Maybe they don't because, after all, they are the Jets. But I think the points are the play here. Take the New York Jets as my second best bet of the week. That'll wrap things up this week for the football card for Week 12. Thanks for stopping by and checking out the show. I do realize your time is important. So I made it quick, try to put it within 30 minutes to give you time to go about your daily duties and get ready for a full NFL uh, football Sunday. Follow me at Chasing Ball Game. Get this kind of information all week long. Chase down that information. Send me your thoughts. Put it on Twitter. I'll follow you if you follow me kind of thing. And if I find something good, a good nugget or two, I promise you I'll feature it right here on the show each and every week. That's what I like to do. I like to feature it right here on Chasing Ball Game. Thank you, everyone, for showing up. Good luck this week, and I hope you have a fantastic NFL Sunday.